Hello, hello, and welcome back here to Ryan's Real Irish Podcast, Season 2 of Living the Dream. And that's what it's all about, is living the dream, of course, and being happy, being positive, and look for hope and find hope. Because in life, if you don't have hope, it can be very dark sometimes. And that's what I encourage you to do anyways as the host and the owner of Ryan's Real Irish Podcast. I hope you're all keeping well and safe, of course, out there, no matter where you are in the globe. To all our listeners over in New York and Washington, hope you're all keeping well too. And a big hello, Irish welcome to you, and of course to our lovely people of Ireland. And folks, last episode, of course, we had the one and only Mr. Marty Moon, country icon legend, the singer of Hit It If and Slip The Clutch. Uh, it was a marvellous interview, great crack, great story shared of uh, Marty's journey and his singing career and uh, since then he's has his own YouTube so go head over to Marty Moon and and YouTube and uh, watch his videos with the Irish Sting and things like that it's absolutely hilarious and it's good crack but anyways folks to start us off today I have a lovely guest on and the reason why I'm saying such a lovely guest it's not because I know him (laughs) so it's not it's not because I know him this this gentle this gentleman basically he brings hope to people he fights for people and he shows people that there's another better side to life basically something like i do here in the podcast and the staff does he doesn't let things hold him back that's what i love about him i love people that don't let their disabilities or anything like that hold them back from achieving something in life of course i have disabilities there's loads of people out there around this globe that suffer with different types of disabil- disabilities. And this episode, I'm dedicating it to disability awareness and to show people who do have disabilities that you can achieve great things and also that you're not alone. That's the most important part of it. And you're not any different to anyone else. So, with further ado, ladies and gentlemen, First time ever appearance on Ryan Drill Irish podcast. It's the one, it's the only, Mr. Conor McCauley. Good morning to you, Conor. How are you keeping? Good morning, Ryan. How are you? I'm keeping well myself, yeah. Happy days, happy days. And how's life treating you? Uh, it's, it's, it's okay, you know. It's, it's not always great, but uh, I keep positive and that's the main thing, you know. Oh, it sure is. Once you stay positive and I think... That it helps the day go by a bit quicker, you know what I mean? When you're you stay that with that positive attitude and let the negativity kind of out the window, you know? Yeah, it definitely does. Um, it's great to stay positive and just keep going. That's what I always say. Keep going. Of course, of course, keep going. Well, Connor, uh, we've we've met each other, of course, in person while we were both training up in TV presenting, which was great experience. So it was great crack and great memories made. So, so Connor, you have a disability, all right, and things like that. There, can you describe what your disability is and how it affects your daily life? Yeah, of course. So, my disability is a condition called Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Um, yeah. It causes progressive weakness and loss of muscle mass. Um, the the loss of muscle typically occurs first in the legs, and then followed by the arms, and and then later on it'd be the heart and. Uh, respiratory muscles um, are affected and that would usually start in your teens um, you can also usually develop scoliosis which I have because of DMD and a lot of the other lads with the condition have scoliosis too 
but um, with my condition, yeah, it does affect my a lot of my daily life. I have to do a lot of physio every day, such as various stretches, and I also have to do breathing exercises. I also have to take my tablets every morning, um, and I also do have to wear a BiPAP machine every night. Um, I'm a full-time wheelchair user now, but as I already said, you know, I have a positive outlook to life, so all this isn't too bad to me. Of course, of course, and it's 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 mad to think, you know what I mean, that there's people out there with the different disabilities and things like that there with ADHD like myself, yourself with your disability, uh, autism and things like that there, and wheelchair bound. Like, there's so many different types of disability. There's just not one, like, you know? It's mad to think. And, Connor, how did... Uh, how did how apologies there the reading's not the greatest that's why you start doing more interviews uh, how did you how were you when you were diagnosed with your disability like how did that affect you and what age were you well i don't really remember very much because i was only three and a half when i was diagnosed with dmd yeah. um, i'm 20 years old now so i know more about it now than i did then but um I think my family were shocked. It is usually passed down through families, but in mine it wasn't, so they never even heard of it, and it was just pure shock, I'd say. Of course, and it's, it's three, like, or three months, you said, was it, or three? No, three and a half. Three and a half, that's grand. I was wondering there, I didn't really hear that, so I didn't. That's my, apologies, that's my fault <laughs> for not listening to stuff. Yeah. I think I'd say it did have obviously, of course, a big impact on your family because, uh, as you said, it could be passed down through families, through uh, generations and things. And in your situation, it wasn't. Yeah, I'm correct. Yeah, so I'd say it was yeah, a big shock to them. You know what I mean? That basically, it hasn't been in previous generations, and all of a sudden, this has occurred. Now, could this lead on? Tim, possibly, if you have kids in the near future, could that affect, you know what I mean, could that affect them? Yeah, it's it's mostly prevalent in uh, lads get it, so that's, that's who mostly gets it, but um, yeah, if I did, that could happen. Um, I don't know, I'm sort of 20, so I don't think I have kids in the near future, I feel like a kid sometimes myself still, so yeah, but it, it, yeah, I could have a... <laughs> And of course, yeah, no, you, the children at this age would be very, very difficult. As the mother says to me, Connor, you can hardly look after yourself, never mind the baby. <laughs> so it is. And um, of course, I've seen this a lot on social media platforms and social media influencers mostly coming out. Are people in your situation who are wheelchair bound that may have, are activists about wheelchairs and transport now as we know myself transport in ireland is a joke it's ridiculous the timing and the waiting and stuff like that but i could only imagine what it's like being a wheelchair user and relying on public transport like your trains and buses and stuff can you talk to us a bit what is it like being in a wheelchair and relying on these services yeah um it really does affect somebody who is in the chair um, I haven't been able to use my local train station, which is um, Laytown, because the lifts 
I've been broken for years and even when the lift like was working I would have to like book my train 24 hours in advance and and sometimes nobody would show up to help me onto the train with the ramp so I do have to go now to draw the train station so people work there and they can then ask for assistance to go on the train and they sort of for me they're really good up there but I, I, but I do think it's important that every train station should have at least one person um, working there not just to help other wheelchair users but on the trains but people with buggies as well or other course, mobility yeah. issues um, so really trains have been a nightmare taxis have also been a nightmare near where I live um, I've had a lot of them like let me down last minute so they would just cancel my booking um, my, my mom and dad really have to be on standby in case they cancel at the last minute but l- locally my buses as well so locally bus air and buses haven't proven the last few years but there still is some coaches running which I can't access but I really do hope they change in the near future because it is so frustrating having to heavily rely on my parents for transport and I'd say a lot for, for other disabled people as well um, but I hope all buses become accessible around Ireland soon Oh, please, God, because I could, as I said, I could only imagine the the anger and the frustration, mostly, you know what I mean, of, like, you have to travel the whole way. So, where you're based in Dublin, that's correct, yeah? Our Betty's Town, wasn't it? So, yeah, I, I'm based near Betty's Town, so um, it's about 40 minute drive away from Dublin. 40 minute drive away from Dublin. So, you have to go the whole way from your home your home place in Laytown, that would be your closest train station, I, I presume, yeah? You have to travel the whole way from to pass your own train, the train station that is there for public users. You have to bypass that to go to Drada, where you can be guaranteed some a staff member there to give you your assistance you need that you can catch your train to Dublin. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly it. I, I just can't trust Lightend train station anymore because I feel like there does need to be a person working there because it's like you, you book on the phone sometimes and it's terrible that people have to book 24 hours or 48 hours in advance like that's just totally wrong in this day and age but um yeah I, I just don't trust don't trust that they'll show up sometimes and they haven't sometimes so i just you know i just can't do that so i have to go to draw that and make sure that everything's in place because i know there that it will be and i have the confidence there that it will be because people work there you know of course and I think that, uh, as you said, this day and age, is especially like we're in 2022, and to see the lack of services put into place and assistance put into place in these public areas and public transport, you know what I mean? Because there's so many wheelchair users out there across Ireland, you know what I mean, that rely on this service. And as you said, possibly women with buggies and prams and things with their young children. And not just that, elderly citizens as well, of course, may need a bit of assistance, you know, finding their train and things like that there. And it's things, it is, it's, it's ridiculous, but uh, we know who the blame is for that. But I won't mention it, so I won't, because I don't want to be uh, giving out our stuff like that, you know. <laughs> That's for a personal call. So it is. And uh, so obviously the public transport plays a key role in a disadvantage pardon me Connor and we're just after cold so um, uh, growing up with your disabilities and things like that there it obviously plays a big impact on your education I'd say because you're diagnosed from a young age at three and a half I'd say 
you missed a lot of time in education, like in school, primary and secondary school and things like that there, did you? Yeah, I definitely did. There would be days that I wouldn't be in and it would be really hard trying to catch up compared to other people um, because of, of my condition. And also I do have dyslexia. Um, yeah. And my condition does affect your memory. That, so that, that was a thing that I got diagnosed with as well. Um, yeah, as I said, it was really hard to, to catch up. I, I struggled really to retain information, which was like also very frustrating for me to go. So school would mostly be like in the background for me because I was also dealing with my condition but um yeah it wasn't great at times to be honest yeah and it's it's it is mad like you know what I mean it's because education as much as we say I've often said to myself Connor and I presume you've said it too why do we have to go to school <laughs> like every young child <laughs> I want to just stay at home play the playstation for the day <laughs> But uh, education, like especially now as you get older, because I feel old, Connor, you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like I'm 50 at this point. But as you get older, you start to realise when your parents used to sit you down or say to you when you give out about school that education is the best part of your life. You need it, which you do need education. Uh, to, to live in life, you know what I mean? And to get a good job, obviously, where you're going to be paying the wages and things like that. So to lose so much days and things like that of education, to be robbed from a buyer disability, there's nothing worse, but unfortunately it kind of has to be done because as I always say, I'm a strong believer, your health of course is your wealth. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the kind of the main factor of the situation. Then of course, Connor, you're we spent a lot of time, I'd say, in and out of hospitals, uh, physiotherapy uh, and things like that there. How was the waiting around on that, like, waiting list? Were you left waiting long-term at one point for any service that you really, really acquired of, you needed? It wasn't too bad for me. When I when I was diagnosed at three and a half, I, I did have a team of doctors put into place fairly quickly. Of course. But local services, such as physios, um, psychologists and OTs are hard to get consistently. Um, I find ever since I turned 18 that the adult services aren't great locally. Um, they're very hard to like link in with people tend to leave and then they're not replaced so you're looking to see um, who was meant to look after you um, I think I think as well my, my mother really found this really tough trying to get in contact with whoever was meant to be helping me because um, we'd be looking for things and she'd be trying to ring and you'd be ringing around all day literally of course and I know the feeling myself because of waiting around of when I was diagnosed with ADHD because I was a late diagnosis of course at the age of 14 normally it's found at a younger age but the services I found that myself now as well when you turn 18 it's kind of like well I was told personally now by a service that I was attending camps here in Ireland I know I'm meant to be interviewing you Connor this is my life story so I don't think I'm trying to take over you know just kind of sharing it about the disabilities but I was told by camps that basically because I was 18 and I was in the children's service until I was 18 but then when I turned the minute I turned 18 they basically said to me that obviously now that I was an adult and looked at as an adult it wasn't recognized in the adult section ADHD wasn't how could it how could it how could a disability that'd be like Connor yourself going in and them saying to you right your disability is not looked at as a disability anymore you know, no, just because you're just because you're an adult. 
it's like one day you're 17 and then one day you turn 18 that doesn't it doesn't make any sense really no exactly and that's where i think that the government plays let like lets it down a lot you know what i mean and there should be a stronger support there should be support there for the likes of these services that you're attending as a child there should be a plan put into yeah. place for that child until they reach the time where they don't require of that service anymore or if they need that service lifetime for them that that service is provided for them and that basically their file is just passed from one hand into another the minute they turn 18. That's the way the healthcare should work but of course we live in Ireland and I'm hoping for too much there. <laughs> so yeah. And uh, Connor of course with uh, we the podcast here we follow you on our, our Instagram and things like that there and you're an activist kind of in one way that's what I look at you as for people and of sharing your story and letting people hear what it was like growing up with your disability and encouraging encouraging young people like yourself and things like that in wheelchairs and having your disability and any disability to basically not single themselves out that everyone is the same no matter if you're in a wheelchair no matter if you're you, you if you struggle with mental health or if you struggle with adhd everyone's the same that's kind of what you'd be kind of getting out there to the public if i'm correct isn't it yeah that's kind of the thing that i do um i started up my instagram when it was uh covid really just started and um that was sort of my idea just to sort of help people through my own story and of sort of maybe get imp- imp- uh, help them be maybe inspired um, by by what I'm posting and the post that I'm doing and yeah just seeing if anybody could really relate to that and um, I think people have related to it I think I've done a, a good job so far I think some of the work that I've been doing um, with sort of, with certain people on Instagram and of course um, their charity platforms like it's, it's fantastic like and I'm really glad that I started it up and I'm really glad that people may be inspired by it or may see me as like a sort of activist as you say of course and as personally now myself when I look at your Instagram and all the positivity coming from it uh, I say fair play to him he's, he's really out there helping these people you know what I mean getting get sharing his story so people can kind of connect with his story and be like even with the train station situation you know people would be able to relate to that type of stuff and I think that's what plays a key role in uh doing what you do and fair play to you and keep up obviously the hard work and sharing your story screaming from the rooftops Connor because it's an important story that needs to be heard and some places don't want to hear it of course and things like that there but at the podcast here we always like to hear these type of stories it's all right having big names guests on and you know what I mean? Hollywood stars. Well, we haven't had any Hollywood stars on yet, but that's that's the plan. <laughs> and uh, things like that. But I like these I like these type of interviews and things, you know what I mean? Because it's personal to people. It, it really shows, it makes a great interview. Because it's all right going on talking about someone's career and what to do. It's great, don't get me wrong. But I also love hearing these personal stories of people coming on and sharing them stories. Because I think people are mostly able to relate to them stories. You know what I mean? Than being a musician and an actor and stuff like that there. Because not everyone's musicians, not everyone's actors. You know what I mean? But anyways, Connor. So your next, the next question I'm going to put you away is... 
of course with your big uh, social media uh, platforms and things like that and getting your voice out there as we said in the last question you made a big appearance and when I seen this big appearance I was shocked and I was delighted for you I, I was over the moon I was nearly sitting here crying Connor for you I was so proud of you I was like to grow up too fast so to do to grow up too fast <laughs> you made your, you made a big appearance of course on RTE1 with the one and only Mr. Ryan Tuberty. How was that experience of uh, on the phone with Ryan Tuberty? It was over phone, I'm correct, yeah? It was over the phone. I, I actually met Ryan a couple of years ago, funny enough. He was doing something in my school. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't remember me, <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, it was it was over the phone and it was really great to talk to him and put my voice out there. You know, it's one of the most followed radio shows in all of Ireland so of course. to get that chat crazy and um, I'll tell you actually a little story about it yeah. um, my phone actually went dead during the interview and I was panicking the producer got on to me and was like oh come on come on what, what was, what's happening here and I was like oh no my signal the signal in my house is so bad so I had to change phones yeah. um, through the interview but I'd say most people didn't even notice but yeah I sort of panicked then but I, I still think I kept my cool and I was okay in the end you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's nothing worse I, I I know you're feeling Connor when you're doing it and something technical goes wrong because it's the most you're just sitting there and you're like no 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 what do I do what do I do what do I do <laughs> you know what I mean kind of thing yeah. but uh, that I'd say that was a great appearance and stuff like that and it, it would have been an honour for him of course to meet you and uh, hear your story as well and we're honoured to have you on here to share your story with us and things like that there yeah so connor as we're saying uh it's it's mad to think you know what i mean of obviously growing up with disabilities and things like that there it's obviously quite difficult and you face loads of challenges what would be your biggest challenge you'd face on a daily basis connor that's actually a really good question um, my biggest challenge really trying to have the energy to really balance everything on a daily basis of um, I'm really trying my mental health um, in, a, in a positive place as well um, at home I, I don't cook or I don't do washing or I don't do cleaning around the <laughs> house um, I do clean my room though but yeah. um, I don't know how I'd physically manage all that if I didn't have sort of my, my mom to help me um, here really <laughs> yeah of course and it is like you know what I mean because there's some just there's just things unfortunately that you can't do you know and uh, it obviously had plays a big impact on your mental health I presume you know what I mean and things like that there sometimes and from your diagnosis when you're diagnosed obviously you're diagnosed at three and a half but as you got older and started going into the likes of primary school and secondary school and stuff and seeing kind of these lads that. Uh, your their, your peers that were able to go around about their daily life and do things that unfortunately you weren't able to do because of your disability. How did that impact you? Yeah, I think it did have an effect on me definitely. Um, I think it was really tough when I seen um some other of my peers like playing sports and everything, and I would have to just sit out and just watch. Um, I think that did really affect me, and I think um just having a really more easier than me say you know I had to really fight to keep walking and everything and you know a lot of people just got that 
without having to think about it. But yeah, that's just that's just the the cards I've sort of been dealt with. So I've sort of just um, gave it gave it sort of yeah, like I've sort of um, have like two sides of it. I was like, oh, I can't do this, but it's uh, but I'm like, oh, it's not too bad, you know. I just have to try keep positive, you know. Of course, and that's what it kind of is about, you know what I mean, of staying positive. And there's so many people out there that have been in that situation, are in that situation, and are going to be in that situation, you know what I mean? Of, But I think nowadays, especially more with the primary schools, they're starting to choose, and secondary schools, they're starting to get now more kind of disability friendly. I, I've seen like with uh, sports and things like that, and including these people these young people with disabilities in these activities with their peers and i think that plays an important role and that's why i love the the likes of the special olympics and things like that there because they're not singling people out with disabilities they're giving them the chance to show off their talent because as i said connor and you've your you've your disability i've disability and many people out there that have made millions and billions and also are famous and stuff have disabilities because there's also things such as hidden disabilities you you know what i mean that plays a big vital role as well is the hidden disabilities but as i said you it's important not to let your disability hold you back and that's what i basically looked at in life was not to let my disability hold me back and you've done the same you know what I mean? and that's what i'd say i encourage people to do and i'd say that's what you encourage people to do connor yeah yeah i think people always forget and disabled people can be um, experts in other subjects, other subjects, and um, not just subjects about disabilities. So I think people always do forget that. And um, it's even shown with you doing your podcast and me doing what I'm doing online. Um, we have more to us than just talking about um, disabled-related topics. We can talk about more things, and we can be experts in other. Of course, are you still with me, Connor? Alright, that's great. I thought you lost you there like Ryan Tubby thought the phone went dead. <laughs> so, um, so, Connor, of course there was a lot of times where you probably felt let down and things like that there. Did you ever feel let down by the Irish government? Do you think that they could have, they could have done more to help and support you and your family with your disability? Like of improving the services and waiting lists are grants and things like that there are stuff you may need yeah to, to be honest yeah I have um, my mom is, is an unpaid carer so my dad works longer hours to try and make up for one wage sort of coming into the house um, we got the house all wheelchair accessible as well um, and because of that my mom and dad have a huge mortgage um, I myself I'm, I'm on disability allowance which to be honest it isn't enough to live off um, no, so I do have to try and work a few hours um, because I don't I, I really don't know to be honest how people could live off that the, the government said 350 euro is the minimum to survive um, in Ireland and there's people on disability allowance getting 208 yeah it makes no sense no really it, it does make sense especially with the price in diesel diesel and petrol now as well hey bejesus the the price of living there was a there was a, a thing done a survey done i seen it on uh, twitter i think it was or instagram and ireland now is one of the dearest countries to live in in europe so it is ireland is a dear place to live in due to this survey and do i believe it yes i do 
Ireland because how do you expect someone to live of 200 euro a week like it's it's nonsense it really is but the the prices of rent and things like that as well it's it's ridiculous so you did feel that you'd what were you saying sorry yeah I, I agree completely with Jim how um, if somebody's earning something and it's over the means test I, I just don't understand that either Oh no, it's it's like I'd be working myself with a part time job working my nineteen hours, and it's it's mad to think that you're only allowed to work your nineteen hours just because you're taking in the disability. Like you know what I mean? Two hundred euro. It's it's it's, it's 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 mad. It just makes no sense to me, to be honest with you. And Connor, uh, so obviously, uh, did you ever did you ever feel kind of? in the situation that you were as you said with the school you were feeling le- left behind and things like that there in your education because you were missing days for uh, doctor's appointments and physiotherapy and things like that there but it's important of course what advice would you give to someone that maybe is in that situation currently or have has a loved one in that situation what advice would you offer to them of how to get through that and maybe not to fall behind and how to keep positive about it? How did you do it? I'd really tell them that their disability really is only part of them and it isn't all of them. And, um, for me personally, um, and this would be for other wheelchair users maybe listening in, that the wheelchair is actually only there to help and um, it'll give them more independence. I really had to learn the hard way um, so back then in them days I don't know if I'd be able to give advice because I wasn't um, yeah. always the um, best person maybe to talk to about them type of things but um, I think it's also important to talk about your feelings because we all have bad get, we all have good days and we all have bad days so yeah I think I think I'd say that as well of course and that's it is it's not every day is going to be perfect not every day is going to be a clear blue sky with sun in the sky, sun in the sky you know what I mean there's going to be days where there's going to be clouds and stuff like that there and rainy days and I think that's what you have to be prepared for them rainy days not to get sucked into them you know and let on their sunshine outside the door and as I always looked at my life that being in a dark tunnel and there's always light at the end of every dark tunnel and uh, that kind of helped me through my life so far anyway and I use that motto kind of quite frequently and it works you know I've offered it to other people too and Connor, another big question that I like to ask each of my guests to come on uh, about whatever I'm interviewing them about and their story and things. Regarding you with the wheelchair and stuff like that there, what advice would you give to someone in a wheelchair living in Ireland of basically, on any, it could be on anything basically, like what, uh, what advice would you offer them? Well, I think in the last question, I really gave my, my really advice. But I think um, if I could really change one thing, I think inclusion change, as I, as I think it's a priority. Um, so anyone with a disability, I'd, I'd like to make sure that they were like never left out or made to feel different about themselves. And for people to focus really on their ability and not just their disabilities. Um, starting in schools, workplaces and everyday activities in life, um, nobody really likes to feel left out or different. Of course, and that's that's one thing. No one wants to feel left out and things like that there, so they don't. I think it's important that everyone should be included in no matter what disability they have and uh, 
even if they don't have a disability, that no one should be left out or excluded in life. So that is a good one, Connor. Uh, fair play to you. And Connor, I love to see on your uh, social media platforms. Now I'm going a bit off topic here, but I have all. They're kind of the main bulk of the questions I wanted to ask you. But I only wanted to ask a few kind of good, happy, positive questions to leave off. And you're a huge Liverpool fan, I take it, because your Instagram. You've been in Anfield how many times? I've been. I've been about nine or ten times now. <laughs> um, which crazy. I actually am a really big red. Um, yeah, it just gives me so much joy watching them, and I think they're a great team as well. And um, yeah, I, I love the Reds. I love Anfield. I love Liverpool, even as a city. So yeah, I'm a big Red supporter. And do you think they'll have it this season? Do you think we're doing a bit of uh, folks? This is the new Ryan Drillers podcast uh, sports section of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> with our host Connor. I think this season um, we've won the Carabao Cup, which was a good trophy to win. I love winning them type side trophies, as I call them, um, the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. But um, yeah, I, I think we could have a really big chance at the league. It, it depends on we're playing City in a couple of weeks, and that's the big game. So if we win that, we win all our games, we win the league. So I'm hoping, and I'm hoping maybe a Champions League as well. Um, everybody's talking about the quadruple, which yeah. is the four trophies. Um, I'd love to win four trophies, but I, I don't know what will happen. I hope to see it at the end of the season we will, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not giving my word on that. <laughs> it's better safe not to give the word out in public just yet of how you think that's going to go. <laughs> and of course, Connor, uh, and to all the listeners that's listening here on Ryan's Real Irish Podcast, this Sunday marks a special day in Ireland for uh, all the mammies out there uh, across the world from uh, Irish mammies and all that there it's Mother's Day so it is and Connor, obviously we can't give away too much now what you're going to get your mum but is there a present lined up there for your mother for Mammy's Day yeah I do of course have a present lined up um, I'm not going to say because in case she's <laughs> um, she, she won't like that she, she'll want the surprise so yeah I definitely do have a gift but I'm going to keep that on the hush hush <laughs> keep that on the hush hush well Connor McCauley uh, it was an honour having you join me here on Ryan's Real Irish Podcast for in a marvellous interview. Uh, and I just want to say quickly to you, Connor, keep up all the hard work that you're doing because this day and age, we all need somebody like you out there giving positivity, spreading positivity to the likes of these people in wheelchairs and who may be suffering in silence with disabilities. And it's the likes of you that doesn't. And as I said to a couple of guests before, that not every, not all heroes wear capes. And by you speaking out and kind of being an activist for these people, that makes you an hero, in a hero in my eyes. Thank you. And uh, I know all the people that to be listening to this and things like that there would agree with me when I'm saying that about you being a hero. Of uh, because it's not, it's not easy to come out and talk about sharing your life story and sharing it, saying that you have a disability and things like that there. But as I always said, don't be embarrassed to talk about a disability that you have because you never know who has a disability sitting beside you. And that's kind of the key message I want people to take away from this pod, this episode today. But Connor, from myself, the staff at Ryan's Real Irish Podcast, we wish you the very best of luck in your future endeavours. And I would like to thank you deeply for coming on and taking your time out of your busy schedule to join me for an interview. 
well, thanks, Ryan, for having me on. It's been a big pleasure, and I want to say thanks as well to the whole team. It's been great. Thank you, Connor. Much appreciated. And uh, look after yourself and things like that there. Thanks, Connor. You too. Well, folks, that was the one and only Mr. Connor McCauley on Ryan's Rail Irish podcast. And, folks, that's what I'm saying. There's always heroes out there helping people. And I think that plays a key role in society. There's them good-hearted, genuine people that are in there to help others and not just help themselves. Because in life, I find sometimes people can just get greedy and things like that there. And uh, especially more money that they make, uh, kind of more that they don't care in one way. And I'm not just saying that about all people, just some people that uh, have a lot of money and things. But you need good-hearted people like Connor there out talking about having his disability, sharing his life experience in order maybe to help someone else and show another young person following him in his footsteps with the same disability that basically give that young fella techniques and tools to help him conquer his disability and not feel uh, struggling and not feel isolated with mental health and things like that there. And I, there's loads more people out there like Connor that's openly talking about having disabilities and any issue that they may have about mental health, anxiety, depression, uh, suicidal thoughts and things like that. That's what plays a key role. And uh, those are the people that save people's lives and help people's lives and make people's lives much easier in, in uh, fact. And also, I just want to give a huge shout out to all the carers out there. Uh, that are helping people and supporting people uh, it's not easy being a carer I could only imagine what it's like being somebody's carer to be there to look after them full time or part time or whatever it may be and making sure that that person has been looked after uh, is been washed has been given maybe possibly medication and basically uh, driving them around and things the likes of Connor's mum fair play to Connor's mum um, Mrs. McCauley, I think her name, that for supporting her son and uh, standing there, you know what I mean, and helping him through his daily life, and of course all Connor's family as well. His dad, who's working very hard on making money for the house, fair play to you all. You seem like a lovely family, and I wish you all the best of luck and success in you all your future endeavours. And to all carers out there, near and far, you are all heroes without no capes. And for the simplest reason, the reason why you are heroes is because it's not easy having to put your life on hold and on halt to look after someone else's life and to be there to guide someone, to help someone make life decisions uh, and basically just care for that person. That's that's a very hard job to do because you lose friends from it. You lose loved ones from it, you know. Well, not such loved ones, but our friends. But there's sometimes, like if you're, you have the option, especially young carers, uh, young carers are this is kind of more aimed at them that they're looking maybe after their siblings they're maybe looking after a parent that turned ill and things like that there or can't uh, defend for themselves anymore looking after younger as I said younger siblings that plays a key role for the simplest fact is because that person has to put their life on hold if their friends are all going out to the pub drinking and things and the person they're caring for needs something that the person they're caring for is obviously going to come first and I think this is the key role this is what makes life this is what makes us humans 
and I treasure each and every one of you and I wish each and every one of the carers in Ireland the very best of luck and health and of course future endeavours themselves and you are doing a great job to keep up the hard work and uh, you aren't recognised enough by the Irish government which I think is completely wrong and I once again mean the staff of Ryan's Real Irish Podcast which is all the best and of course folks today on this this weekend there's a lot of things happening in Ireland that uh, obviously plays a key role and a key fact uh, so obviously today is Friday this episode's recorded on Friday the 25th of March so probably when it'll be released it'll probably be over and done with but today is uh, Daffodil Day Daffodil Day is a charity rate fund, uh, it's a charity set up by the Irish Cancer Society in order to raise money for cancer research pardon me for cancer research and uh, obviously supporting those people with uh, cancer now to anyone out there who may be fighting cancer who may have fought cancer or who lost their battle to cancer and to those families of those people you are also heroes without no capes cancer is an awful thing to conquer and have you know it's it just i could only imagine what it does you know what i mean seeing your loved ones in uh obviously feeling ill and feeling sick from the cancer and things like that there and also to all the people that work at irish cancer society and all supporting cancer and nurses and doctors of course in st james's hospital and chemo section chemo centers and things you are also all heroes without capes and folks it's important to basically give money towards these type of charities and help these charities because that money that you buy maybe two or three euro for a daffodil outside the shops that money turns into hope where daffodils grow hope grows i seen that lovely quote today on social media and it kind of stuck with me a little bit that where the daffodils grow hope grows and that's what it's all about folks in times of life and situations like this maybe cancer disabilities that you have to have hope if you don't have hope you're lost but you need to find that hope again and keep the hope hope for me especially played a key role in my personal life as growing up with my disabilities and uh always thinking there's i'm never going to make it in life and i'm going to always be down this one hell of a dark road and i'm never going to find that bright side that i'm not going to find that bright light again at the end of the dark tunnel but you know something folks you will if i can do it anybody can do it and it's just all about having hope and the loved ones that you love and your friends all around you of course to help you find that hope once again and last but not least before we finish up this episode is going to be a little bit earlier finish up earlier it's not going to last us an hour but we're doing well anyways it's mother's day this sunday folks and another big shout out to all the mothers out there across ireland and things like that and across the world across the world uh mothers are play a key role in a young person's life they cuddle them and they grow them in to fine young people that they are mothers are care carers as well in one way for looking after that child and even no matter how old you get in life <laughs> you'll always have your mommy will always be there and she'll always give out to you <laughs> but 
that's her job she'll always encourage you to do right in life that's her job but one of the most important thing is we also remember all those mothers that aren't no longer with us today and we think of those families this Sunday as well and those kids that don't have the mothers and may uh, God be there to guide them and shine the, shine the light and also to help them through their life because their mom, their mom unfortunately is there no longer to do it but she's there with them and folks Mother's Day plays an important role in everyone's life and it's important it's one day of the year where you have to treat your mother to something nice so whatever that may be a nice box of chocolates nice jewelry or a nice big teddy bear or plain and simply a nice big kiss from her son or her daughter mothers don't want much they just want their child to go out and be, accomplish everything in life that they can and take life with open arms and that's what you have to do trust me it is well folks that is everything here from Ryan's Real Irish Podcast. So a happy Mother's Day to all you mummies out there. To all our carers, young carers and older carers. We thank you so much for everything you're doing for your loved ones and for people that you care about. These are true heroes. And also to all Irish Cancer Society, I thank you also and the staff of the podcast. Thank you for all the hard work you're doing on trying to stop the cancer and things like that there. And everyone, Governor Mahogut for listening. And we wish you listening. We wish you the very best of luck and success in your future endeavours. Go out, folks. Live the dream. That's what it's all about. Find that hope that you may have lost. And go out and reach your, reach your goals and reach your dreams. And turn your dreams into reality. And that's what we'll always encourage you to do here at Ryan's Rail Irish Podcast. Once again, folks, from myself and the team of the podcast, we would like to thank you very much for taking your time out to listen to our episode. And we'll be back very, very soon with more episodes on uh, the podcast. Uh, There hasn't been a guest lined up as such yet, but we are in talks with some pretty good names and big faces. So make sure to keep tuned on our social media platforms to see who will be coming on next. We'll also have a couple of competitions coming up very soon of giveaways of hampers and things like that. So to be able to chance of winning them, you have to make sure to keep in the loop and look at our social media platforms also uh, to be up with the chance of winning one of those amazing hamper surprises. And uh, I'll be talking to you very soon, folks. Take care, stay safe, but most importantly, keep it lit. Thanks for listening.